Alperin Shangun and the Houston Rockets defeat a depleted Dallas Mavericks 122 to 96. Let's talk about it. What is going on everyone? Welcome to another edition of Summit State of Mind presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. In this episode, we're going to discuss Alperin Shangun and the Houston Rockets defeating the Dallas Mavericks. We're also going to discuss Jabari's rise to prominence into being the ultimate X factor for this Houston Rockets squad. We're also going to discuss why this team has been struggling a little bit and why it's not time to get worried just yet we're gonna open up with a question of course who is the player of the game for the houston rockets versus the dallas mavericks tell me why it could be alperin shangun who basically got back to form to where he needed to go obviously is scoring a team high 22 points could it be jabari smith jr scoring 21 and on a freaking tear drop your comment right now who is the player of the game for houston rockets versus the dallas mavericks i'm not going to sugarcoat this at all the houston rockets have struggled they improve ultimately to 14 and 12 which is great oh and by the way I know y'all are looking right now, obviously, if you take a look around on the screen, you can kind of notice that I am not in my usual setting. I'm actually outside in my backyard. I have family in town, hence why I was not able to uh, sit in front of y'all and give a proper review for the last several games. Uh, personal news, one of my brothers got married, congrats to him, um, but I was not as available, so I'm actually back right now, so... We're here to discuss Houston Rockets, and I'm doing it in a little different setting for y'all. So, let's discuss this. Houston Rockets versus the Dallas Mavericks. First of all, we need to talk about the fact that Alperin Shangun... What I mean, look, look, we're, we're, let's call a spade a spade here. He, he, he was struggling the last uh, several games. Understandable. We know why. I think a lot of it is... Uh, well, two things mainly. I think one of them is mental. And, and when I say mental, I'm not saying being mentally in the game. In terms of him being young, look, he's 21. He's going to deal with a lot of what we say mental lapses for a young man of Shangun's age. However, it's also the it's also the fact that he the conditioning and that's the thing like we're kind of picking up into the dog days of that we're getting closer to that now um we're 14 and 12 now so we're 20 about 26 games plus now into the season you're gonna start kind of seeing you know, he's been playing uh, pretty heavy minutes most minutes he's ever played his entire career so this is about normal of where we would like to see him at i knew it at the end of the day the the conditioning and the mental capacity to kind of just like be in that game every single game, it's hard. But you know what, guys? There's good news for you. This is why it's good for Shangun to go through this type of struggle right now. You know, it, it it puts his mind forward. It helps, you know, it helps get him to where he needs to go. If you're going to follow the model of a Nikola Jokic and all the great centers of today's game, Joel Embiid included, you have to go through these lulls and these struggles to ultimately get to where you need to be. And talking about returning to form, not just Alperin Shangun, who was incredible, had a double-double, 22 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 8 of 12 from the floor, 1 of 1 from 3. Big, big stat here, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. And look, it's not even just him, it's the return to form for all the guys because they were on a three-game losing streak 
streak. They were struggling. They just could not finish games for whatever reason. They should have taken that last game against the Hawks. Shingun unfortunately did get beat several times on the defensive end, but however, they should not have gone down as much as they have. Ultimately, it led to that their last defeat against the Hawks. The Rockets tend to struggle against three-point heavy shooting teams. You know, big players like a Steph Curry, a Trey Young, just big snipers from the outside, especially guards. So, you know, it kind of it kind of creates that that atmosphere for them to try to compete, but ultimately falling short. That seems to where they that seems to be like their their mode of transportation, I would like to say, in terms of struggling. Um, but look, they returned to form, and let's well, let's call like I said, let's call a spade a spade here. They, they blew out the Dallas Mavericks, a depleted Dallas Mavericks, one twenty two two ninety six. No Kyrie, no Luca. Um, no Derek Lively. Like this was a very depleted Dallas Mavericks squad. I'm not downplaying this win by any means as I hit my microphone. I'm not downplaying this win by any means. A win in the NBA is still a win. However, the fact that this is the important thing. They needed this win. They lost at home against the Atlanta Hawks. The past several games before they got this win tonight showed me a couple of things, and I'm gonna. You know, it's been about a week since a week and a half since I've been able to join y'all or been here to discuss uh, the, how the Rockets have been. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the past and kind of jump back to the present and kind of go back and forth. So the narrative works like this: this team, we know they're not a championship team. Hence, by the past couple games that they were struggling in, we know this. This is what they were experiencing, and ultimately, like what's led to the lapses to them losing those games, the past three games especially. What makes this team good, however, is defeating the teams that they're supposed to defeat. A depleted Dallas Mavericks squad. You don't have two of your star you don't have two of your star players. You're losing a big rookie in Derek Lively. They should get this win. And not only do they get this win, but you you get the win soundly and handily. And the Rockets did just that. They went to two their home crowd slept slept at home with their families or whoever they're with and then they come into the home crowd don once again the h town you know the hometown heroes unis once again and stay on that incredible win streak that they're on they've won every game in that hometown unis and they took care of business this is ultimately what can make this team successful down the road especially come playoff time beat the teams you're supposed to beat that's it I mean, no questions asked. And bottom line here, and whether you like to argue one way or go the other way, this is what matters here. To be successful with this team, to be successful with this team, especially tonight, what is the common denominator? Alperin Shangun had a great game. Highly efficient game. A very good defensive game. Jalen Green got back to form let's discuss a little bit of his game you know he had 17 points he had 5 of 14 really low percentage but 3 of 7 from 3 he was efficient 40 43 percent from 3 so this is the thing here the common denominator in all of this is that you need one of two things this is just the way that the offense flows you need one of shangun or jalen to have a good game to like win consistent ball games Fred Van Vliet was brought in to be the veteran point guard, 
gets you out of situations when it gets a little tough. You know, Dylan Brooks was brought on to be the two-way uh, small forward, pseudo power forward, just kind of you know protecting protecting both sides of the ball. Jabari Smith Jr. was kind was pretty much there to be like the role player. You know, be heavy, get the boards, which he's done exactly that, and he's going to get his own segment in a little bit. You need one of Shangun or Jalen Green to have a good game. And, and it doesn't need to be a highly efficient game, but to have a good offensive game to win to win ball games in the season. And I think that's been the common denominator throughout the entire season. That's been the common thread, which has ultimately led them to 14 wins, especially like tonight. I don't the thing is tonight's game, it was like we knew that the game was won in the third quarter. They went up by 30 and the game was the game was pretty much done. I love the way that they dominated it, though, from the beginning, from the tip. They did not let this team stay in the game. It wasn't like uh, Memphis at home when that team was, you know, they were struggling and they had nobody and they kept it close. Or even the San Antonio Spurs game, you know, when you should have beaten them. But, you know, they kept, they kept, they stayed like neck and neck for most of the game. This Dallas game, they took care of business. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They not only won, they won handily. And most importantly, it gives them confidence going into the next game. They need to see wins. When you see Ws, it carries you forward. So these guys had a high, very highly efficient game. Like the the starters did their job. Fred Van Vliet, I mean, you know, he only shot three of eight, ten points. He didn't need to score that much. Dylan Brooks, same thing, four of nine, ten points. Didn't need to score that much. Um, the defense did what exactly what they needed to do. And by the way. Shoutouts to Cam Whitmore. I know he didn't really play heavy minutes. Like, it wasn't, like, super important minutes. The Rockets were up by 30, 25. Like, but to get on the floor, he had 14 points. I mean, Cam Whitmore's a bucket. We know this. We understand this. And I love the fact that they called him up. They, you know, giving him minutes. You know that once you get through this stretch of the season, once you start getting to the dog days of the season, we're getting there now, you're going to kind of start depending on, like, those guys to kind of, like, kind of help help you when you start, not struggling per se. Cam Whitmore's still not going to get consistent minutes. However, it does good for his confidence to see an NBA floor and to get buckets. So I love the fact that Cam Whitmore did work as well. 14 points. Incredible game from him. The important thing here, the, like I said earlier, the common denominator with this team that ultimately makes them successful. Shengun at the bottom line is the engine for this team, whether you accept it or not. Shengun is the engine. When he has a good game, when he has a solid, good to great game, the team wins. That's just the bottom line, whether you like to admit it or not. So, me personally, I'm a big Shangun fan. I'm happy that he did very, very well. I want to move on to the next segment now. Let's talk about one, my son, the joke, obviously, Jabari Smith Jr., who has been an absolute stud lately i said this at the beginning of the season even before we started the season the x factor for the rockets has to be jabari smith jr the team is only gonna go as far as it's only gonna go as far as well as far as Alperin shingun and jalen green can take them however the guy the backbone of the team if shingun's the engine jabari's the backbone of the team you see the thing is I love the fact that Jabari Smith Jr. recognizes that he's 6'11", almost 7 feet. Because the fact that he recognizes that he's 6'11", almost 7 feet, 
basically he can throw his weight around on the floor. He's lengthy. He has, you know, his his arms are long. He's starting to box out. He's starting to get consistent, almost double doubles. I mean, he's at 21 points, eight rebounds tonight, eight of 13, one of three from three. You're look, you're talking. Look, a, look, a team high plus 37 tonight, and he and and the second quarter specifically. It seemed like Emi Odoka was making a concerted effort to get Jabari to his spots. I truly believe this, and I said this a couple episodes ago. They need to implement a couple of, a couple of plays throughout the game. Sprinkle it in, do whatever you got to do. But Jabari Smith has earned this fact. He's been automatic from two. Get him to the mid-range. Get him to his sweet spot. Jabari has almost become... I'm not comparing him to Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi is such a sniper from the mid-range. But he's he's kind of getting there. He's getting to that point of respectability to where these guys like it doesn't matter hand in his face or whatever. Jabari's hands are so long. He's so tall. He can see over anybody, and he, and it's muscle memory from here on in. They're not gonna block that shot. I love the fact that Emi Odoka made a concerted effort to make sure that he had a couple of plays drawn for him to get some two point buckets. Feed the hot hand. Jabari Smith has been killing it these last. I mean, specifically the last five or six games. However, I mean, since that three to four game start to the season, he's been the, I mean, dare I say, maybe now the most consistent player on the team, and he's going to be an unsung hero. He's going to continue to be an unsung hero. Next to the likes of, a you know, former NBA champion Fred Van Vliet, number two overall pick Jalen Green, um, the coming of age center in Alperin Shangun riding to a spot, you know, trying to be that guy. Jabari Smith Jr., and, you know, get your lunch pail, you know, put on the hard hat. He's basically one of those guys that he doesn't, uh, Emi Odoka will just put him wherever he puts him. He tells him, hey, go to your spot. This is what you need to do. Jabari Smith doesn't question it. He'll do whatever Coach Emi tells him to do. He does it, he does it with a smile on his face, and he does it knowing that he's doing it for the betterment of the team. You can only appreciate so much of what makes Jabari great. That alone is what makes him good and kind of separates him from a lot of players his age. He's not selfish. He wants the team to win. And that was a big key when we initially got him from the draft is that he, he, yeah, of course, you're a young player, you love stats. But he wants to win. Jabari Smith is a winner. So he will do whatever it takes to make sure that this team succeeds. Put him forward in this in this equation, empower him, knowing that he is longer, taller, um, bigger than most of the guys that he's out going up against. Box out, strong, strong defensively, a much stronger defensively now than at the start of the season, and an unstoppable mid-range bucket. This is what made Jabari Smith a top three pick in the draft, and I love the fact that we're starting to really see kind of the the, the true form. You know, not the final form like Frieza, but we're starting to kind of see in the, that the second to third level, like we're starting to see kind of a true form of what makes Jabari Smith a top three pick in the draft. Let's go ahead and talk about kind of the, ne- the let to the next segment now, kind of the negatives of this team, and kind of like you know let's 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 go full bore for it. Let's talk about it because it's it's been a big topic of conversation. One, Jalen Green. Look, let's talk about it. Bottom line is that he's been struggling. We know this. He has not shot the ball well at all. It's been a subpar 35% from the field, closer to 40 on a good day. 
barely shot above 50% most of the season. Do you not like to see that? No. From a number two pick? No. I mean, of course not. We recognize the fact that he has been struggling. Am I worried as someone who watches every single game of the Houston Rockets, basically does media for this team, do I... Am, is it time to basically pull the trigger in terms of being worried? Should we trade Jalen Green? Because I've seen so many scenarios where people want to trade him, get rid of him, do whatever they got to do. Bottom line, the answer is no. Whether you like it or not, Jabari Smith, not sorry, not Jabari Smith, Jalen Green and Jabari, still got Jabari on the brain. Jalen Green is a very important cog on this team, whether you like it or not. This is the bottom line here, is that Jalen Green, when he goes, when he plays well and when he plays with confidence the team doesn't only win but they win big that's the thing here the big reason as to why the thing people believe that we're 14 and 12 we could be like what uh you know 15 and 11 maybe 16 and 10 if if Jalen Green had these good games look we're, we, I understand the fact that Jalen Green, you know, these he's had these bad games. Maybe he was key into losing some of these games. I'm not expecting him to get to where he needs to go. Look, he's learning a brand new system. He's learning it under Ime Udoka, who's a very tough coach. One of the toughest coaches in the league. I think he's honestly going to break out in the second half of the season. I think if you just give him the time to, you know, put his best foot forward... I think he will surprise a lot of people. That's the thing. And I think there's a lot of negativity drawn towards him because of the fact that he is the number two overall pick. I'm going to throw another name at y'all. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, number two overall pick. I mean, there have been number two overall picks that have flopped and failed and have been have been busts. I mean, I'm not hating on MKG by any means, but, I mean, he's not Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. You know, let's let's talk about that. We know, I think whatever's going on with Jalen Green is 90% mental. I think what's going on with him is 100%, is 100% 90% mental. Put that on your t-shirt. That doesn't make any sense. What makes Jalen Green great is when that jump shot drops. And when that jump shot drops, it kind of opens up the total floor of his game. People have to come up to him, guard him creates that ability for him to get into the lane and then ultimately uses athleticism to his advantage. I think Jalen Green will be just fine. Trust the process with Jalen Green just as much as we trusted the process with Jabari Smith, just as much as we're trusting the process with Operin Shangun. That's the thing with these young guys. You have to trust the process. When you trust it, you start seeing the, them reap into gold. You know, you're seeing these coals being squeezed. That's, I mean, that's the goal, right? Every team, when they draft players, you know, they, they know they're drafting a coal. The whole goal is to squeeze that coal into a diamond. They thought the same thing with, you know, very few players can come out and be diamonds out of the gate. LeBron James obviously being one of them. Michael Jordan being another one. Generational type talents. That usually is not the case or the pattern here. Stick with the program, understand that these guys are going to struggle, and stay forthright with them. Jalen Green is not a bust. Jalen Green is not uh, tradable yet, in my opinion. I don't want to trade him. I think you need to trust the process with him, like we've trusted the process with Shangood and Jabari Smith, as well as Tari Eason as well. 
Another thing is I've seen some kind of a lot of people talking a little negatively about Alperin Shangun, uh, at least through what I see um, on my on socials, like through Twitter and stuff like that. And, and that's the thing here. This is where it gets to be a little tough. With with Alperin Shangun having such a breakout season when he struggles, it just goes so far into the microscope. I'm not excusing Alperin Shangun. He had a tough game against Atlanta. It was it was tough for him to get back on the pick and roll, drop back on the pick and roll. He struggled on that. A lot of it could be mental. I I don't know exactly what's going on, obviously in his mind, but I think part of it is conditioning as well. I think it'll get stronger as the season progresses. Um, but I'm not. Like, Alperin Shangun proved today, tonight, why he is ultimately one of the best centers in the game today. Having the ability to come back and come back strong is huge, especially for someone like him. He's the the purest of engines for this team. We go as far as Alperin Shangun can take us. He's the key cog to this. He is the engine for this team, whether you like it or not. Like, that's just the way that it's set up, and... We're going to go as far as Opera and Shangun takes us. I personally believe that he's going to be a stud and a star. So, ultimately, that's kind of like where the negatives have kind of lied. It's kind of belied between these two. And I think it, what's tough is to put these two subjects kind of together is, is that, you know, these were the two keys, like the pillars of this young team, if you include Jabari Smith in that as well. These are basically the key cogs here, the three cornerstones of the big youth movement of this team. So any mistake they make, any bad game they have is going to fall under a giant microscope, especially the fact that we've are been winning now, you know, that we're not tanking. That it doesn't that it does matter when we lose these games. It's not like in years past where oh it doesn't matter blah blah blah. You can lose these games, no big deal. No, it matters now. These losses matter, and when it mounts up, you know these fans get frustrated. Newsflash, and I need everybody to just take a chill pill and calm down. Did you ever believe twenty six games into the season? People laughed when I said the six seed. People laughed like literally to my face and on social media. When I said this team could be a six seed, people were saying, oh, this team's going to win 30 games. I've had people tell me, oh, 25 games, 30 games, maybe 35 at most. You're 14 and 12 and on pace to be above 500 at the end of the season. We're actually not just on schedule. We're not just on pace. We're ahead of schedule. You was, how would you understand that 26 games of the season were not just at 500, but were above 500? At 14 and 12, that's nothing to sneeze at. It's a solid freaking record after years of just losing consistent basketball and not being considered a real basketball team. Just I, I just want fans to just kind of understand and, and know that, look, we're going to go through these growing pains. I get frustrated too. But to just also at the same time, like, look, it's all a part of the process. We're doing exactly what we need to do. I know everyone that is frustrated with Jalen Green and Alper and Shangun or some of the other players on the team, maybe a Fred Van Vliet when, when Fred's not performing well. There's nothing. I mean, look, these are basketball players living, going through the ups and flows with Coach Ime Udoka, a brand new coach on this team, trying to cultivate it and put it together. And you can tell he's still you know, he's still figuring it out. And I think once we get that consistent combo, 
that works. And I think once Jalen finds a semblance of consistency similar to Jabari, and when LP, you know, can get back to that consistent form, when these three pillars are connected, oh man, this team is going to be really, really, really good. And I personally believe if LP, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith can all like play at a consistent high level. I mean, you are looking at six seed. They're avoiding the play in like a hundred percent. They're gonna string off like a big win streak, consistent winning basketball, whether it's at home on the road, which they still need to figure out. We've only won two games on the road, so they need to figure out what's what's making that that tick work. Um, what do y'all think? What is the stro- what have been the struggles so far? You know, drop another comment down below. I'm curious to see what have been the negatives that y'all have seen as Rockets fans. Um, I'm curious to know what you think. Is there any other player that, you know, that maybe I didn't highlight this episode that you wanted to, you know, discuss and talk about that hasn't been performing very well? I mean, overall, I think this team is on pace to where I think they should be. Right now, I believe that the ceiling is six seed, 14 and 12, exactly where I think it's a perfect pocket of where they need to be. So it's a lot of exciting stuff. Look, we got a back-to-back going on now against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans with big boy Zion and uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I'm going to give a quick prediction right now. You know, uh, three quick keys here. I need the Rockets to, you know, play well on the back-to-back. You're going on the road, obviously. You're just traveling a couple hours uh, east. You're going to play against these New Orleans Pelicans. Get out fast. Get out strong. Know that you are the better team. Um, I want to see a consistent game out of Alperin Shangun, Jalen Green, and Jabari Smith, my three pillars, like I said. Key number two, I do want this team to continue that defensive stalwart that's made them really, really good. They've gotten they let it get away from them the past several games, giving up 120-plus points a game uh, before entering tonight's contest against Dallas, where they kept them below 100, which is par for the course for them. So continue to stay strong on the defensive end. And key number three, they need to out-hustle the New Orleans Pelicans. They're a rough and tumble team. Um, lots of dogs. They need to basically out hustle them, you know, beat them to the second second chance points. And if they do that, they should come away with win number uh I'm gonna try to forget my wins now. Twenty six games of the season. Win number fifteen overall uh to go into the Christmas break. By the way, I want to shout out and say a very Merry Christmas to each and every one of y'all that do celebrate. If you do not celebrate, um, I just want to give y'all a wonderful happy holidays. We're going to be in studio on Christmas Day to do a special Christmas episode. Not 100% sure if I'm going to get it out on Christmas Day or if I'm going to get it out after. Um, final score prediction here. I do predict that the Rockets are going to win 118 I know some GM and some are laughing uh, to 109, ultimately a nine point victory. That's going to leap them up to 15 and 12 to start the season. If you can go 15 and 12 to start the, to start the season going into Christmas, I got to say, it's been a very successful season so far. So I'm very happy to be back. Very happy to discuss the Houston Rockets, my favorite team, your favorite team, America's favorite team. And I'm just glad that I can sit here once again with y'all, once again in a different setting to discuss uh, my favorite basketball team. So thank you so much for joining me here today on this episode of The Summit. Uh, let's go ahead and end this episode with, like basically how I end every episode with a couple plugs. But before I do a couple plugs, shout outs. Well, here, I'm going to give a plug right now. 
right now. Shout out to the Big City Wings. Houston's Wing Joint. Apollo's Wing Joint one time. Uh, go check them out. Tuesday specials, the best day that I recommend going. Buy one, get one. Little BOGO action. You buy one wing, you get a free wing. You buy five, you get ten. You buy ten, you get twenty. You know, I go with, I get my medium. I get my medium. And I want to go ahead and get my lemon pepper. That's right. Houston's Wing Joint. Apollo's Wing Joint one time. Find your nearest location nearest you. And go get yourself Houston's H-Town's best wings on the market. Uh, so I'm going to end this episode. Shout out to the Apollo podcast brethren that continue to kill the game. BTD Beyond the Diamond. Shout outs to the Houston Astros podcast. Uh, be sure to give them your first listen for all Astros content. Shout outs to Off the Gridiron, Apollo Texans. Make sure to give them your first listen for all Houston Texans content. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Summit. S-O-M-P-O-D, and go follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod. You can follow my brother at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow me on Twitter at Summit Commish. So let's go ahead and end this episode as I end every episode with a go Summit, go Apollo, and the Rockets get back on that win column as they should. Go Rockets. Merry Christmas. Oh, watch basketball. Yeet. The summit for four, 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 four.